Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Stand Comedy Club. Please give a warm welcome for Richard Herring! Hello. Don't be scared. Oh, I'll go on the... Uh There we go. Hello. Welcome to my 31st Edinburgh show. Hey. Oh, just me then. Uh, and uh, yes, this is Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, calling it Rehef. Yeah, not too many fans in. That's a good sign. So uh, that's what I always do. You'll all, be, you'll be all shouting in the playground tomorrow. Don't worry. So... Uh, it's an improvised show. I've got uh, a couple of guests uh, and we're going to mess around. There's competitions and the audience are all for people at home. It's going to go out as a podcast uh, for you here. The people at home, all of, everyone's sitting just a little bit too far away from the stage <laughs> <laughs> to make, give it a sort of slightly sinister feeling like they're going to all slowly move in as the show goes on without me seeing and finally they'll all be on stage like Standing Stones, if you remember a 1970s children's television show that terrified me. Uh, but anyway, you're welcome. Are you having a good Edinburgh, everyone? Yeah, yeah it's just started. Is this who's, who's seen a show? Yeah, has anyone seen another show? Yeah. yeah, wow, what have you seen? Can you remember? You can't, it's got to be today. It's got to be... You once said yes. That's the, that's the show, rather than just what you're saying to your wife there. You once said yes, and that was it. Uh, and it was a foolish thing to do, because we haven't been to see another show. Uh, was it any good? You once said yes. Yes, I was very What is it, a play? You go around Edinburgh in various places. Are you sure this is a show, not just some, something your wife has set up so she can have an affair with someone behind your back? <laughs> you just have to, yeah, you have to keep those clues all around if you search hard enough for them. It's it got to take you at least two hours, at least two. Two hours. Is that what happened? You both went together? No, one-on-one. One-on-one? <laughs> Looks like I hit the nail on the head, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How, so what, one of you went? You go individually? Wow, it sounds amazing. So that's, that's the first show you've got to see. You never know what you'll get when you ask the audience. Uh, has anyone else seen anything? Yeah. What have you seen? The Incredible Book Eating Boy. I reckon that is the man who's in The Incredible Book Eating Boy. He was too late. Yes, I've seen the show. It's The Incredible Book Eating Boy. It's amazing. Uh, is it good? Is, is, is there a boy who eats books in it? These, but so far, they sound like made-up Edinburgh shows. That it's like I've got an improvised, <laughs> improvising audience who've decided to come down uh, and trick me into the, yeah, I'm going to see that, the boy. The, bo the book eating boy. The incredible, oh, of course, yeah, not just the, I'm thinking of The Book Eating Boy. And it's the... Uh, <laughs> That's a, it's a different one. It's just, there's a guy who just, quite blasé, just eats books, and it's just not that, it's just a bit sickening. Uh, I wish he'd stop eating those books. It's putting me off my dinner. It's just papier-mâché all down his face. But then there's the incredible book-eating boy, who, uh, what does he do? He eats books incredibly. <laughs> Would you recommend it? It's a kid's show. Well, what are you doing there, you paedophile? What was going, what was going on? How dare you? Sorry, have you got a child with you? Your dad took you. <laughs> Are you the incredible 18-year-old looking four-year-old? Is that what you... They should do a show about the incredible deep-voiced five-year-old there. Uh, good. Well, that's nice to know. Well, so, yeah, we, we'll be talking over the weeks that are to come. We'll be doing a different one of these every day. It will be different every time. Uh, and... Um, 
we'll uh, we'll be recommending stuff we've seen, but I haven't seen anything yet. I'm unlikely to see anything. Um, and uh, yeah, this is uh, my 20th Edinburgh Fringe that I'm beginning embarking on now, which is sort of insane. And uh, I decided to award myself my own Spirit of the Fringe Award because I think I am the best. And I've accepted no one else is going to do this. I've never, I've never won an award uh, in Edinburgh in my life or all my other previous 30 shows, so I don't see why this one and my other show, What is Love Anyway, should be any different. So I've won. I've, I'm the winner of uh, the Richard Herring Spirit of the Fringe Award. So that's, it's the first award of the uh, Fringe so far. It's been, uh, people have been fighting for it, but uh, it's gone to me. The panel of me has decided... <laughs> that will go to me. Uh, and we're going to have a quick look at the news. I've got the guest today is uh, Michael Legg, who's a dick. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, he was the only person I could get on the first day. He's not, he's not very good, but this is the preview show. We've got to do the best we can. And we have the wonderful Katie Wilkins. We'll be doing sort of five minutes of stand-up as we're coming up. Um, uh, the news today, there's, uh, there is Johnny Marbles. This is kind of came up yesterday, uh, who was the guy who, who put the pie in Rupert Murdoch's face, who everyone seemed to be upset about, but I kind of thought it was pretty cool. Uh, everyone else thought he was a dick. I thought he was amazing. Just to get, just to get that foam pie into the parliament, I think was since, you know, since the gunpowder plot, they managed to get loads of gunpowder in there. That was, that was more impressive. But a foam, you know, was, he in the, was he in the room kind of with a can, going, shaking it up and... Squirting onto a plate, going, I wonder what he's doing, what that's going on. So I was quite impressed with him for doing that. But he's been sentenced uh, and he's getting six weeks in prison. But he is a comedian, right? And uh, I think, you know, most comedians in August are paying a lot for their accommodation. Uh, he's going to get at least three weeks for free. Uh, so uh, I was kind of wondering if I could do the same in Edinburgh, if I committed an awful atrocity. Well, not you know, something that would get me... Three and a half weeks is what I need of accommodation in uh, your local uh, prison. I thought maybe the Stenhouse Road prison I would go for. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a venue. It could make it into a venue, right? Because every building becomes a venue. I don't know where they'd let people in to come and see me or I'd just have to perform. Uh, to, it would be a captive audience, wouldn't it, in every sense of the word. Uh, but I actually looked up. I looked up to find what the local prison was. And it doesn't have a name. It's on Stenhouse. Uh, I've got that wrong. Stenhouse Road. I can't read my own writing. Stockton. Well, it says Stenhouse Road there. That is not how the Scottish pronounce Stenhouse. <laughs> Bloody Scottish idiots. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> oh no, I forgot where I was. Uh, and, uh, but it, I looked it up on edinburghonline.co.uk and then at the bottom of where it has the address and everything, it says, share your experience of HM Prison Edinburgh. <laughs> Add a review. It genuinely does. Go and look it up. Edinburghonline.co.uk. Nobody has yet done a review. <laughs> of Edinburgh Prison, but hopefully someone will. I know. I think you'll have had to be at a review. Uh, so anyway, Edinburgh during August is a kind of enormous open prison for for comics. Anyway, I think uh, the real punishment for Johnny Marbles would have been send him here to do his show because uh, he would have lost a lot of money. Uh, he'd have got terrible reviews, definitely, because he's not very funny, clearly. Uh, and the poor diet would have taken years off his life. I mean, the prison is a holiday camp compared to the Edinburgh Fringe for comedians. Uh, you know, and just have to look at what happened to the uh, the awful result for the comedy terrorist Aaron Barshark, who, who did come and do his show here. And that was pretty... Pretty horrible for everyone. It was a punishment for everyone involved. Uh, but I did suggest on Twitter yesterday that a, be a better punishment would have been to do for Johnny Marbles, would have been to send him to Scotland and do a kind of diehard with a vengeance thing on him, make him walk up Leith Walk uh, naked, wearing a sandwich board, saying, I am English and I hate the Scotch. Uh, which... Uh, <laughs> which I think would have been quite good. I got in a lot of trouble on Twitter for saying Scotch, as if I didn't know that that's the incorrect thing to say. That was the whole point, that... 
It was meant to antagonise the Scotch people, uh, what I said. And then lots of angry Scotch men then did start having a go at me for calling them Scotch. So I'm going to deliberately call them Scotch forever now because... If you can't laugh about that, you can't laugh. You can't laugh about. Go and have a laugh. You got your stone of scoon back. Come on, just have a, have a laugh. Uh, but in more food stuffs being thrown around news, the big news today. I don't know if you've heard about it. Is that Paul Daniels has been hit in the face, and this is a try. I made this up. Okay, uh, Paul Daniels has been hit in the face by a pizza thrown by Sooty. <laughs> it's like a bat. It's like the end of Harry Potter, isn't it? It's the two greatest wizards in the country. Facing off. <laughs> Sorry if I've spoiled Harry Potter for you there. I haven't said, haven't said who's won. It's obviously Harry Potter. Uh, but uh, Sooty beat Paul Daniels. is now the most magical creature. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of incredible. Uh, but it's a brilliant PR coup for Paul Daniels. It actually happened a month ago. And, uh, and Paul Daniels' PR people have been sitting on it and said he was hospitalised. That's what the Sun reported on, said he was uh, hospitalised, which he, he went into hospital and a nurse put some spray in his eye to take the pizza out of his eye. So that, and then he left hospital. I don't think that's hospitalised if you just go into hospital. She said, he, she sprayed me in the eye. She said, this will sting for a second. And it did. That's what, that's Paul Daniels' account of it. But, uh, I, I'm, so I'm going to try and get my own bit of PR going because obviously we need it. We've only got about 50-odd people in here. That's not enough people at home. As, as always, I do these podcasts, which foolishly, you, what you haven't realised, the people who are here, you could have come, you could have just listened to this for free in about two hours on the internet. But you get the fun of being here. And there are, there'll be prizes. And there's, of course, there's less of you. There's a better chance of you you winning. I'm going to give basically one pound a person is going to go into a pot and someone's going to win that. Look at that. Now you've perked up, haven't you? <laughs> now those Scotchmen are suddenly looking at free money. You, say, you call me what you like. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I thought um, what I might try and do uh, as publicity uh, this today, I'm going to try and get bummed by emu. Uh, but... Uh, and then get stuck and get sent to hospital. And, and by that, I mean, because obviously Emu has a cloaca, uh, so it's hard, it is hard for Emu to bum. It's, a, just an o- it's just an opening. It comes from the Latin for sewer, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, the increasingly angry Scottish gentleman over there <laughs> looking at me, going, why did I come and see this? Uh, but So I think you'd have to bum you with his beak. I don't know, I don't know if there's a phrase for that, because that... I mean, okay, I guess, you know, it's still the bum is still the orifice. So is that still called bumming? But also... Is it actually fisting? That is the other question when it is, when it is, and is it, will it be emu with the dead uh, skeleton arm of Rod Hull inside it still that I will somehow have to kind of manipulate into my own anus? I think I might get the wrong kind of publicity for the show. So uh, have, have a think, it might come up later, have a think about which uh, puppet or, or cartoon-based creature you would like to get in a fight with of some kind. <laughs> Uh, to get publicity for your show. Uh, so, uh, And for people back in London, if you live in West London and listening to this, uh, I've, I'm, I'm very rarely in, uh, in my life, I think I've been on the cover of uh, one magazine, which was Deadpan magazine. Yeah? Anyone remember that? No. Uh, the first anniversary, uh, first anniversary issue of Deadpan it was. It was a comedy magazine that didn't have a second anniversary issue, I have to tell you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you're living in West London, I don't know if it's just the Shepherd's Bush area where I come from, uh, I am on the front cover of Westside, Westside, which is the uh, free magazine they post through the doors of everyone. I think it's basically just a thing where they put property inside and then there's a couple of articles. But I'm pretty chuffed with that. That is, uh, I tell you, that's really going to help my Edinburgh show. People will be in West London be going, hey, this looks good. Let's travel 400 miles, uh, go and see that. And uh, UK, the, the other news is UK's biggest cocaine haul has been found on a yacht in Southampton, which is going to uh, £300 million pounds worth of uh, 
Cocaine, okay, which is surely gonna, seriously going to dent the Edinburgh fun uh, of most of the comedians up here. <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, we'll bring on, we've done 10 minutes, that's incredible. Only 50 to go. <laughs> so we're going to, I need some help, obviously, I've managed 10 minutes of largely free-form stuff. Uh, but we are going to welcome our first guest. He's in a couple of shows. He'll tell you about him because I couldn't be bothered to look it up on the internet. So will you please welcome the first guest on Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, or as everyone's calling it, Rehefp. <laughs> See, he's picking up. Uh, it's, it's TV's Michael Legg. He might have been on TV. Here he is. He might have been on TV at some point. Hello, Michael Legg. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm a dick. <laughs> That's what I said when you were out of the room, and there was nothing you could do about it. There's no way you could have thought of something to say back no, in ten no, minutes. No, 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 no. So, how's Edinburgh going so far for you? It's uh, well, it hasn't started. Yeah, it has started. I tell you, no, it has Edinburgh's always here, you know. It's not just. It's been here for thousands it's of not, years. It's not real Edinburgh, though. <laughs> no, it's true. Not the Edinburgh we give a shit about. <laughs> it's just it's just normal Scotland when we're not here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it. I tell you what, I, I'm. He's Irish, okay, so that's right. That's, that's he's, fine. He's I can like say whatever. Yeah, I like. I'm say whatever like. And I'm from Northern Ireland, which What's is basically Scotland. It is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's Greater <laughs> Scotland, isn't it? It's the Greater Scotland area. Uh, it, the thing is, I turned up on uh, on Monday, th knowing that the first because this this isn't the first proper day of Edinburgh. Tomorrow is really the first proper Let's day. Let's hope so. From the way yeah, the yeah, ticket yeah, sales are going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 50, I dream <laughs> of 50, please come Go to Go and see a stupid show. Yeah, anyway, um, and I just thought it was horrible because all the posters were already up and mm. I just thought that was rude. It's supposed to be, <laughs> it's supposed to be a competition. I mean, people pretend it isn't, but it is. It's, it's, you know, give us a chance. Don't put your posters up yet and sell all your shows. You're one of the big guys. Yeah. Why didn't you wait till... Me, someone who nobody knows, nobody's ever... Let me put up my shitty poster first. Have you got any posters? I don't know. They haven't <laughs> arrived. We can't really wait for that. That would be quite a good system where you have to wait for Michael Legg's posters <laughs> yeah, to go yeah. up before it's anyone else is And then you just don't ever... It's be like the bicycle racing where yeah. you're just going as slowly as possible and then suddenly they go up on the last day of Edinburgh yeah, and everyone well, races. posters aren't going to last long anyway. It's quite good. What's your show called? Oh, that's, it has got a name, yeah. yeah. Uh, Curse Sir Walter Raleigh. Um, anyone get that reference? Be like Be it's not, mate, I'm not kidding. You, well done, you two. I, what I, is the reference of Michael? It's, it's, uh, it's a lyric from a Beatles song. And the amount of people okay. that go, Curse Sir Walter Raleigh, is a big historical thing. Is that what it is? Yeah, because I tell you what, they're a bit obscure, those Beatles. It's just <laughs> amazing how people have never heard that lyric. Well done, you two. I'm, uh, I'm delighted. Which uh, song is it from? Because I like the Beatles. So tired. Yeah, that's not a famous one, is it? They couldn't do all... They didn't, they didn't do what? It's uh, Yesterday, they that's a famous did, one. They didn't have he a not you. famous Why song. Why they go? They did. Well, the one. original name of the show was Nah, 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 Nah. <laughs> that's better. More people would have got that. You'd <laughs> yeah, well, have had to press a button on the poster, though, to yeah. otherwise just be yeah. Nah, 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 Nah. Yeah. People, oh, people would have thought it was about your Nana. Yeah, <laughs> my three nanas. nanas. Nan, nan, nan. <laughs> uh, but that'd be quite good. You should do that. Next year, have a yeah, poster right. that you have to press yeah. the button of, and it'll sing the song. If you're going to do a song, because mine's from a song as well. My what is love what anyway? Is from uh, Howard Jones. What is love, oh, love anyway? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Who remembers that, kids? Hey, kids. Yeah. yeah. So there's some older men in the room. Do you know what? <laughs> if your show completely sells out, and yeah. I get no one, that will prove that Howard Jones is more popular than the Beatles. <laughs> that will. That's what. That's what it's based on. Without a question of a doubt. And so, what's the show about? It's about you being you being all for politeness. Is that? I'm I'm uh, obsessed with good manners. I love 
Fuck you. <laughs> I am I am obsessed with good man. I am, but but the thing is, my obsession with good manners has meant that I've become the rudest man in the world because I will. You know the way you put up with bad manners. I don't. So that's why. I mean, I'm amazed that I haven't got punched. But <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, the sequel to Curse of Walter Raleigh will be, how oh, I've been punched. <laughs> so, so but yeah. it is annoying. I've got, I think um, I had a story. There's a story about some. Uh, a uh, mayor in some, uh, I, can't, I can't find it now, but it was in some Eastern European country, I think, who, who they were parking illegally, and so he drove a tank to show them that that was a bad thing. Ah! He drove a tank over a BMW. I think it was a set-up photo, but that's, in a way, the small, annoying things should be punished yeah. the greatest. Because, like, if you're a murderer, you don't, you, you know, that's... And being sent to prison isn't going to put you off. You do that. No, no, it's no. A terror- it's you're gonna go, it. You know, I know I'm going to get sent to prison. I still, I love killing people. Yeah, it's, it's good. Brilliant. Let's kill some people. And but the thing is, if you're about got bad manners, and someone said, mm. if you are rude at all today, I will smash your house to pieces with a big ball and chain. Yeah. Then you'd stop being rude. Wouldn't people would be very polite. Yeah, but I, th- that's, there, there that's more punishments for the smaller crimes. I that think. is what I'm. Uh, that is exactly what I would want to happen yeah. to the world. I want that to happen because thing is, if you murder someone, it's not like it's rude. <laughs> it's not like it's <laughs> terrible manners. Uh, it, whereas, whereas, you know, if you, you know, the way people uh, love to share their music with you on a train. <laughs> See, that's just rude. It, whenever, whenever. You're on a train and people are making that noise. Uh, uh, you know, that, and, and it's always people with shit taste in music. It's never people... <laughs> it's, you'd never sit there and go, oh, brilliant, somebody's put on Strange Ways, here we come. <laughs> no, it's always, Cheryl Cole! Or something awful. So, oh, God almighty. But, you know, why... No, we, I think if you're on a train and you're hearing that, in a way, wouldn't you sort of go, ah, oh, I wish Hitler was on this train instead of that person? Because <laughs> at least... <laughs> I'm just saying, at least Hitler um, was quite polite. <laughs> was, <laughs> well, is there any evidence for that? You've got any historical polite. evidence for his, no, his politeness? I'm outside. going completely on rumour. When, <laughs> when he wasn't working, he yeah, was very yeah. nice. At his job, he'd be but quite a bastard. Yeah, and then no, he'd go, ah, yeah, yeah. I just, it's gonna be, I'm going to be he, nice to people. He never then. takes his work home with him. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a guy driving up the Royal Mile today with yeah. his windows open and just playing, it is always playing like show tunes or something. Yeah. He was in like a quite a cool car and yeah. then this music playing out. And I kind of wanted to say to him, if I, that was my musical taste, I would keep my windows closed just, yeah. just for the embarrassment of everyone knowing that's what I like to listen to. But well, he was quite pleased with himself. I, I've, I've decided that what you can do is you can... Uh, you, because if you... If people are scared, aren't they? You, you say, if people are listening to really loud music, you just go, oh, I really want them to shut up, but I'm too scared to say. So what you can do is share something of yourself with them. What I like to do <laughs> is read aloud from my book at them. <laughs> And it's amazing how confused they get, and <laughs> how they go. Oh, I think the pennies dropped. Oh, hmm. I, I, it's, what you have to do is, you know, the way there's always a nutter on the train. Be the nutter. Be the get in there first. Just always remember when you're getting on the train. I'm madder than any of you. Bring it on. Yes. But is it about us getting up? Because I'm the same, and I'm 44, and you're somewhere around that age. I'm and nearly uh, 43. And there you go. And it's, um, isn't it just about us getting grumpy and old? Because like someone's, people eating crisps too loudly on the train mm. annoys me now. Yeah. Because I think people should, when they're, and they're adults, if they're not kids, that's all right. But if you're an adult and you're eating a pack of crisps, you should have learned by now how to eat a pack of crisps yeah. without making a huge amount of, <laughs> you know, you can just shut your mouth a bit and you don't have to make that much yeah. noise. So I, I, that infuriates me. But is that just me? When I was at Latitude, uh, camping in with, amongst all the kids and the, the 18-year-old, I mean, they're drama students, so that is like 
Yeah, yeah amplified uh, yeah. <laughs> these people but they kind of were just up at four o'clock in the morning shouting at each other one sta- standing outside his tent they've been going on for four hours right. and i've been trying to sleep since admittedly midnight <laughs> which at latitude <laughs> is possibly <laughs> a little early to go to bed which is why i didn't feel like i could complain for the first four hours mm. but after the fourth hour and when there was a boy standing outside his tent shouting into t- into the tent to his friends mm. i did sort of have a go at him and shouted at him well, you but I lost. I lost my control. To be to be fair, you lost from the word go because you went to Latitude, and <laughs> Latitude's an awful place. And uh, I mean, uh, I don't really like any of music festival. But Latitude's the worst one mm. because they make you believe it's going to be lovely. Look at us; we're a bunch of spangle-covered, crayon-colored cunts. They're just <laughs> awful, awful, awful people. And uh, look, I, I've been to Latitude twice. And, and they, they brag about how lovely it is. It's so family-orientated. Why is that lovely? That's awful. Anyway, <laughs> thing is, exactly. And also, we're not dirty like the other festivals. No, we're lovely and clean. Yeah, you are lovely and clean on the Thursday night before anyone's arrived. <laughs> if, you, if you go there, get there on the Thursday night and go to the toilet, the cubicle, the, what, what do you call it, the portaloo then, and do all your toilet then. <laughs> because literally, their Whole Foods and all their stuff that they sell, basically everyone, <laughs> the cleanest person in the room, just turns into a fountain of shit. You walk into... I'm sorry, I've... It's I've, right. I've, it's I've really, go That's right. I've turned your podcast into a shambles. <laughs> I, I, you walk in, I'm literally half an hour after the gates opened in Latitude, I went in, had a wee-wee. An hour later, I went back in. What the fuck has <laughs> happened? How did they get it on the ceiling? What? It's just... It's just brown cake everywhere. And you look down into the bowl and there's the little kid from Schindler's List looking <laughs> up at you. You know, there's nothing I can do to help this child. What I don't understand about that, because I was in the performers area, they have like proper functioning toilets, which function for about yeah. half an hour. Yeah. But it, they always get blocked up by someone putting the whole roll of toilet paper in, into no, the no. toilet. Who is it that does that? It's the because Manic Street that, Preachers. That is, this, <laughs> Yeah, it's them. Is it them? Yeah. In every toilet, yeah. everywhere you go. Because they have their Even own the, private toilet. Is that what's happened to the missing one? Yeah. He's going around just yeah. stuffing toilets. It, if you Incognito. He's dressed up as a mummy, and then yeah. he just sheds a little bit. No one knows. Let's hope so. That'd yeah. be better than what... That would be good. That'd be better, wouldn't yeah. it? Than what you think, you think happened yeah. to him. Uh, so if you tolerate this, then your <laughs> sister will be next. You can't. Don't. It's all right. Give him a first round of oh, applause. Come on. Michael Leg, and so your other show is with Robin Ince. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm doing a show right? with Robin Ince. That's free, isn't it, or is it not? No, uh, it should no. be. It should be free. <laughs> it's, it's, it should, uh, it will if be you free. Can, if you can break in during the show, go ahead. We won't, we won't <laughs> complain. Uh, uh, it's uh, no, it's not. I don't know what it is. It's no. mon- it's money to get in. It's some money. To it's get some in. money. Yeah. Uh, it's at the Sorry. Strand. It's at one of these venues. Not, it's, it's not like a proper show. Well done. You must be very pleased. <laughs> Almost. It's not like it's not like Cursor Walter Rally, which is in a tent that has to be moved every day, and you have to find it. It's uh, do that's, try to find that's that part venue. Of the fun. Well, they, these couple have been moving around, looking. You know, that's what they're. That's maybe what you should do next time. Yeah. Just keep on. You're only allowed one person to see it at a time, and yeah. keep moving it around town, and then it's a challenge. People will be. I reckon if you do that, thousands yeah. of people will turn up because they're always hidden. I've got to find it, yeah. and only one person's allowed there. It's brilliant. And well, then thousands will turn up, and then you can charge them. Well, more. one person will see it at a time. That's how. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and there's only eight shows. But what yeah, no, I'm doing one with Robin Ince. What are you looking forward to seeing? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Nick Helm. You know oh yes, Nick I do know Nick Helm is very good. I'm going to try and get Nick, him. I'm not. Nick I haven't Helm. asked him yet. I'm going to try and get him onto this. 
Just check, check the time. How long are we doing? 25 minutes. That's all right. Uh, if you've got somewhere else to go, uh, you know, I've got. I've got to do my. I've got to do my proper off. show. Uh, but <laughs> I, I actually need to be rehearsing my own show. I could I just. Do. do you mind if I do like 20 minutes right in front of you? <laughs> well, you're right. My the show I'm kind of the looking idea for of my show gets a laugh. I wonder is. if my show will get a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the show I want to see or really not is the Father Ted experience. Have you seen these guys? Oh, Which is, let's, um, let's all go out for dinner that <laughs> night. Let's all do it. Do you know about this? It's amazing. The Father Ted experience. So what is it? It's three actors pretending to be the three main characters. Uh, maybe the four, because I think yeah. the, old, the old drunk guy as well, Father Jack, should know. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think he's in it as well. So it's, yeah. they did the Faulty Towers thing last week. I don't know if it's the last year. Last I don't know if it's year. the same people, because that'd be quite... Is it the exact? That's quite, that's quite a stretch to go from mm. Basil Faulty to Father Ted. Uh, but they, they don't have the permission no. <laughs> of Graham Lennon and Arthur Matthews mm. when this came out knew nothing about it. So what they've done is they've decided just to do a to take the characters and take the jokes. So there's a little mm. video you can see online of the Hitler moustache thing on the window. They do that. Yeah. It's someone else's joke. You can't just... <laughs> it's someone else's character. <laughs> someone else's joke. You can't just go, this is a tribute, and not even pay them anything for it. What's that about? Yeah, well, we could, we could just do the parrot sketch. <laughs> yeah, we could just do it now. Fuck it. <laughs> if, if, that's, if you're allowed to get away with it, then you get dinner though. You don't do get you don't get any food here. If you're sitting, if you're, there's some lads over there sitting there thinking, where's, the, where, where's my dinner? That's what I was expecting. I thought we were coming out. We get see some blokes talking and maybe that's some dinner the provided. maybe that's the loophole that they're they're sort of like hoping for because if basically when when Graham Lenehan and Arthur Matthew go to where we're taking you to court, it's not like Father Ted. When did you get dinner, at Father Ted? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even remember asking you, oh, you will, you will, you will. No, it, it'd, be it'd be brilliant. It'd be brilliant because every time she fills your cup up, she'd go, go, oh, go on. Go on. It'd be, be so brilliant. funny to see that uh, done it's over and over again around to different tables. It's going to be People brilliant. running around. Yeah. <laughs> Is the float bang man well playing uh, Father, uh, whatever his face is, I've lost, forgotten, I've forgotten who they I are. I want Father Awful. Stone to be. Dougal, that's his uh, Yeah, Father Dougal. Father Stone would be there. That would be great. Yeah. Just a man to stand right at your table <laughs> the entire way while you're eating, just staring at you. I bet they could. Uh, I bet they could get some of the actual actors yeah. from the proper series yeah. if they wanted to. Some Maybe of the more minor parts. Graham Lynn and uh, fucking uh, Graham Norton would do it, wouldn't he? Yeah, of course he would. He'll do anything. He loves dinner. He does free dinner. God loves dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Any? What's the worst? Uh, what's the worst show you think is going to be on? No, you, uh, you must. You uh, get very opinionated <laughs> by these things. I, I do, do you know? I'm not, I'm. I'm decided this year. I'm going to be all full of peace and love. But <laughs> okay. idiots of ants are cunts. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but that's, that's neither. That's just an opinion. You can edit that out. But I'm not you know, going last to. Year, I'm not last, going year, <coughs> last year, the I opinions of my guests are not necessarily my <laughs> no, own. No. But it's hey. an odd. Uh, the idiots of ants is an odd name. Yeah, that's that's all I think. I think it's an yeah. odd name for a sketch group. But there's another. There's a poster for a sketch group who are meant to be very good, mm. and I've forgotten their names. But the poster is them all in black shirts and colourful ties, oh, uh, pulling stupid faces. It looks like the worst show ever, but everyone says it's very good. What are they called? The Noise Next Door. The Noise Next Door. It's like it looks like a poster you want to go. Oh, yeah. Idiots of Vance. I did a show with them four years ago. Do you know Idiots of Vance? Nope. Right, how, how many is that out of the 53? Okay, so that's <laughs> 47 people have no... Anyway, that's fine. Uh, no one's heard of me, that's absolutely fine. But I did this gig... It's, uh, <laughs> except for the little chimpanzee at the front. <laughs> Bananas knows me, you're cute. Um, but I did this show with uh, Idiots of Vance, and uh, there were three sketches in, and they actually turned to the audience and went, okay, here's a sketch that we wrote before we were famous. <laughs> When did you write it? Tomorrow? 
It's good to be bitchy. So yeah. um, it is good to be bitchy. No, no, I, I I'm no, gonna, I, I'll get them on tomorrow and yeah. see how yeah, they feel do, about do, you. Do, I'd love to. But you're, yeah. you, well, because I got into a little Twitter spat about the the Scotch thing the other yesterday, and uh, Did you? yeah, and uh, then uh, a comedian I didn't, re- I wasn't really aware of. I think in an ironic way started. Mm. Having a go at me, and then all his followers. Wee Jimmy in a, Cranky. In a, it was someone like Wee Jimmy Cranky, and then all his followers, in a slight less ironic way, started threatening me oh. with death. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But so you've, you've got you've got a, like a, and, and Duncan Ballantyne from Dragons Den yeah. has uh, threatened someone on Twitter. It's kind of turned. It's turned a bit nice. Who was threatening it's his daughter? He's, uh, he's put out a bounty on yeah. breaking the legs yeah. of some guy who's threatened his daughter yeah. on Twitter. So the, it's, Twitter's kind of turning a little bit nasty. And well, it's he, one of the great things about Twitter because I remember years ago, if I wanted to threaten someone, I'd have to cut out letters from a newspaper, <laughs> stick it to I'll have to find out where they live. Now you can threaten people just in seconds, and it's wonderful. I, and I, I have been threatened. Uh, it's great. I'm t- in a way, I'm looking forward to this threat uh, coming true. Right. In a way, I'm looking forward to it. It is going to be awful, because uh, nobody likes to get severely beaten. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, uh, a comedy show called um, Mrs. Brown's Boys. And uh, as a result... Any fans of that show in? Anyone even Ooh. fucking heard of it? Wow. It's, it's shite. It's, I've never, and that's I've never Kate seen Copstick it. who I've said that. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but they use it in that clip. when they, You know that, that BBC campaign which starts with Morecambe and Wise and is all the things that the BBC <gasps> pride of through the ages? I know. Mrs. Brown's Boys is one of those things. So it's like, obviously, given yeah. that this audience, that wouldn't be the case, but it's a, meant to be a modern classic. You yeah, don't, you don't it, like it. So well, much. no, it's... it's it's just a fucking insult. This, you should like it. It's Irish, though, isn't it? So you yeah, exactly. So usually it's aimed at you, isn't it? It's basically a load of potato fuckers. <laughs> just, it's, th- this is the script. Hello, potato, potato, fuck, potato, <laughs> end. That is it. But it's, and a man dressed up as a woman, which a is man, always, yeah, that's always good. Do you know what? This, I, f- I fucking sent scripts <laughs> in to the BBC. Everyone rejected, but quite rightly, they're all, they've all been shit. But... They've, sent, they've written things like, do you know what, if only there was a really good part for a woman in it. Oh, brilliant. Well, look, the lead in Mrs. Brown's Boys is a woman, played by a man. <laughs> Fuck you, BBC. And also, if only it was more, uh, uh, said about my script, oh, if there was only more uh, ethnic diversity in it. Oh, look, they're all white. They're all potato fuckers. <laughs> they're all racist. Oh, don't get me wrong. There is one gay guy in it. He's called Captain Whoopsie. I don't know what. <laughs> it's just awful. There was actually one scene where he uh, he comes out of the closet yeah. to his mom, and he's rehearsing coming out of the closet, and he's just going, "Mammy, I am gay. Mammy, I'm gay. Mammy, I am. Mammy, I am gay." He's rehearsing and rehearsing, and he's over campus Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. and his mom walks in while he's rehearsing, and they both go, "What the hell are you doing?" He goes, "Mammy, I have something to tell you." I am gay. And her response is, I'm happy too. <laughs> but you know, in a way, art is, is meant to... Uh, in a way, art is meant to get a, a reaction from the, from the viewer, right? So in, if, if this has created such deep feelings in you, I think it might be worth persisting with giving a few more seriously, because in a way, anger is as, as justified a reaction as laughter, surely. So anyway, why are you... In my th- internal organs are crying <laughs> at the moment. Why are, you, why are you having a Twitter... Who are you in a Twitter spat with? The, uh, ma- with, the man who plays with, the woman? What happened was, um, I, all my friends uh, hate me, and one of them in particular uh, <laughs> knows that I hate Miss Brown's Boys, so he bought me one ticket to go to see Mrs. Brown's Boys live on my own 
And I got. I, I tell you, you didn't Rich, have to go, though, did you? I, I could have said no, but what sort of coward? Well, it would have been a much better idea. Why am I? <laughs> anyway, he, he's, he spent like forty quid on this ticket, uh, and I went to. It's a three thousand five hundred seater venue that was full, and I went there, and I was the only person in the room that actually gave the show any respect. I'm not kidding you. Phones were ringing constantly. People were talking on phones. People were people who like Mrs. Brown's boys fucking hate Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> and just to give you an idea of what his audience... Well, who, who is the target audience for Mrs. Brown's boys? Well, let me tell you this. I was sitting next to this woman who was, I would assume, a fan of Mrs. Brown's boys. She's there. Obviously, maybe one of her friends hates her too. I don't know. Anyway, after a while, she starts beating out a rhythm. <laughs> right? Like, there's no music on stage. But she's obviously a tune has popped into her head. So she's beating out this rhythm. But she's not beating it out on her leg. She's beating it out on my leg. <laughs> she's doing this on my leg. Now, eventually, I sort of pull my leg away. And she goes, oh. And she turns to me and goes, oh, I'm sorry. I thought your leg was my leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Who, that's the kind of person that Mrs. O, Mrs. O, Mrs. O'Brown, oh, fuck, I wind up going to it completely, it's all potato. Mrs. O'Brown's boys, that's who appeals to you. Know, yeah. it's, it's people who aren't really sure whose legs are whose. <laughs> <laughs> no, my daughter has tights like that. Those are hers, those you legs. You can trick yourself somehow with mirrors and stuff into not knowing which yeah, way that's you Yeah, that's because true. You are, so maybe, that's, maybe there was a mirror there. So anyway, he, he found out, I made... Uh, a remark on Twitter on Twitter and, yeah. and you've written massive blogs about this is yeah oh yeah no I'll be honest with you I've put more work into hating him than he's put into actually <laughs> writing a good fucking script uh, if we collaborated we'd actually come up with something pretty decent but anyway uh, he uh, now he's he's said he's going to bring a gang yeah a, a gang of Mrs. Brown's boys people I, I mean <laughs> uh, it's not the Crips and the Bloods is it it's no but anyway they're going to come down and ruin my show we don't need to. It's fucked already. It is. It will be all right. you're, you're doing all right. They would only improve written. it with jokes like that. Oh, that's there. true. That's true. They can come yeah. in. I yeah. think the two of you, I think you should yeah. do a show next year together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Brown <laughs> and <laughs> Michael Legg yeah. together. Rather than Robin, get rid of yeah. Robin in. Yeah. Bring in that guy. Uh, it has to be Mrs. Brown. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it's you, just do, you do your stuff and he'll do his stuff. And it'll, he made a film. He made a film. He completely financed the film himself. Yeah. Of Mrs. Brown's Boys before the TV. He financed the film. It stars him, Brendan O'Carroll, and Angelica Houston. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's directed by Martin Scorsese now. It's not, but you know. Well, that'd be good. You can save up some of the facts about him for the uh, bit at the end. So uh, uh, every day I'm going to tell a, uh, an Edinburgh story and maybe get you one to do one as well of each Edinburgh. I've done so many Edinburghs now. I reckon I've got a pretty st enough stories to fill one for one a year. That would be 20, year, 20 days anyway. So uh, 1987 was my first Edinburgh. Uh, and uh, I was a student. I was in the Oxford Theatre Group because uh, I was at Oxford University. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, and we were too scared to admit that at the time, even though we're called the Oxford Theatre Group. Uh, but I worked very hard at my A-levels. Why shouldn't I be pleased with it? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but we stayed in the Masonic Lodge on Johnston Terrace. Uh, do, you know, do you know that? Just right near the castle. It's prime, prime location, uh, but there were no beds and there was no, but there was no bathroom. There was one toilet. There was 50 students sleep on the floor 
of uh, the downstairs, but we didn't actually sleep in the temple, which would have been terrifying. I don't know if you've ever been in a Masonic temple. They have like a light switch you do, and there's a big eye on the on the wall. It's terrifying. And then we opened these cupboards, and they were like sticks with snakes like carved into them. It was really scary. Yeah. And downstairs, you're like this. In the basement, there was a TARDIS. Oh, there was great. genuinely a TARDIS. We were scared to go in it because we thought it might travel through time. It was mm. like not like a police box. It was like a cuboid thing, TARDIS. but a real TARDIS that could okay. travel in time. That's wow. what. I, so that's that's the Masonic Lodge. We shouldn't have known the secrets, but we did. Mm. Uh, but we delineated our spaces by um, tables. Just we had to sleep on the floor, mm. uh, and uh, it was a very it was a roller coaster of time. We were doing a show. Uh, did a show called Old King Cole, which was with a kids show, which went quite well. And did a show called The Seven Raymonds present the Potassium Permanganate, Permanganate Experience. Mm. Uh, it was a sketch show starring St Stuart Lee was in it. You know, Stuart Lee, I don't know. I saw him playing golf at the couple of weekends ago. Won, won a golf tournament. He's doing all right for himself. Uh, and um, <laughs> he... Um, don't know what else he's up to, but he's, the golf's going well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, he was in it, and uh, there was a few other people. And I had a sketch with ventriloquist dummies that my, were made by my great-granddad. They were like 100-year-old ventriloquist dummies, and we did this stupid sketch with them. Uh, and one night I was, it's a roller coaster of emotion as, as you're doing your first Edinburgh. And we're there, for, we're here for two months. We uh, sort of rehearsed here as well. And I'd had an argument with one of the other guys in the cast. And I was crying myself, nine, 20 years old, crying myself to sleep in this, <laughs> in this little, this little, because uh, some other bloke didn't like a sketch I'd written or something. Uh, and I was there crying. And Stuart Lee, to try, the future opera director, to try and cheer me up, came with the ventriloquist dummy. thinking, oh, is he going to do a little. It's a funny sketch with the ventriloquist dummy to make me laugh. It's, <laughs> it's funny because at the time, Stuart had that stupid, ridiculous hair that came down over his forehead. Do you remember? It was like a ponytail on the, on the front of his face. Oh. But so did the ventriloquist dummy. It had, if you pulled its hair, his hair went up in the air. Uh, but uh, So to cheer me up, what Stu did is he got the hand of the ventriloquist dummy and he went into my sleeping bag and actually took out my penis with that and, <laughs> and, started, and started to masturbate my penis. Yeah. With the yeah. ventriloquist dummy. That's the way to do it. <laughs> in order, the ventriloquist dummy just stayed silent, eerily silent as he did it. He didn't, <laughs> didn't just stared at me a hundred years. My great granddad made it. I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I don't think, so I don't think when he made it, do you think he dreamt one day a future mm. Olivier Award director yeah. will use the hand to masturbate my great grandson that's to cheer him it. up? He said, I thought it would cheer you up. And then I've, uh, I've sort of repressed the memory for a bit. And now, because I, I was so weird, and I, I didn't think about it for years, and I'm now not sure it actually happened. But I think it did. I think it happened. And now I can only get sexually aroused by ventriloquist dummies. It's terrible. That's yeah. an awful thing. What, so have you got any, how many times have you done Edinburgh before? Because I've done it 19 times before. This is my I've 20th done one. It so I win in top trumps. Oh, no, of course you do. Of course yeah. you do. I, I, I've done it about five times, six times, yeah, seven rubbish. times, something like that. Have you got any, a number? Have you, uh, do you remember any of the things that happened <laughs> in uh, the previous ones? Because well, I don't remember that much. It's funny you should say <laughs> that. <laughs> no. Uh, last year was definitely the, um, the was my favourite Edinburgh. And... Uh, it was great because I, I, was, I was in two shows that I liked, which mm -hmm. it might not be the case this year. We'll find out. Uh, but, uh, oh, complete silence. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it look yet. like it's going to be shit. Uh, but last year, I did a... It, it, I, uh, one night in Edinburgh, and it, was, it, it might be the greatest night of my entire life, genuinely the greatest night of my life, where something so brilliant happened that it's... it's it, I just can't imagine anything topping it. I mean, y you know how... 
great. You might think like your wedding day was. My wedding day looks like a big piece of shit compared to this. <laughs> just, this was just so beautiful. I went out drinking with my friend Colin and his wife and my wife. Four of us went out drinking. And we went to a bar called Fingers. And already that's hilarious. <laughs> it's woo. And uh, it was great. And we were in there and it was so loud and round full. It was like five in the morning. So it was the only bar open. And we were shoved in this little corner. And then... And this guy uh, walks over to us. We were shoved in this little corner. This guy comes over. And I'm not saying he's a drunk. I'm not saying he's an alcoholic, of course. Uh, you know, it's, we're, we're in Britain. Where it's 2011. It's not like a drunk or an alcoholic even exists anymore in this country. Uh, no, we used to have them. We don't have them anymore because now we have legends. And this legend, <laughs> and he, oh, he's a fucking legend. He was absolutely plastic. He comes over, and he puts both his arms around Kat, Colin's wife, puts both arms around her. And I just assumed they were friends. I could tell pretty quickly they were not friends, <laughs> just, just from the look on Colin's face. It just, it just it was a very nasty. Anyway, Colin, who was a brilliant character, actually, he's absolutely amazing, he turned to uh, this guy and just goes, can you get your hands off my wife? Uh, which is fine, but it was his least convincing role I've ever <laughs> seen being hard man. Anyway, the guy... Uh, sort of takes his hands off Cat and goes, ooh, as if say, what's his problem? And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, you're right, mate. Colin does get a bit funny when you try to <laughs> get off with his wife. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Colin. I'm only looking. Uh, anyway, he, he, he then, the legend, puts his arm around me and goes, oh, you're all right, mate. You're all right, man. I've got, I've got, I don't want anything to do with you. Just go away. And he goes away. He goes as far away as, as he can, which is about a foot and a half because it's so round. And he talks to his friend. And that's it. That's the end of the story. He talks to his friend. That's fine. I say he talks to his friend. What he does is he screams at him for about five minutes. And then his mate punches him in the face. It's, <laughs> at a f <laughs> it's the old Highland manner. He just punches him right in the face. And, and then uh, the legend grabs his mate, headbutts him twice in the face. A full-scale fight is happening right in front of him, inches away. I mean, uh, my wife is fine. She's in the corner. Uh, she's fine. Me and Colin, we are fine because Cat is in front of us. She's the one that, if anyone's <laughs> going to get hit, it's going to be Cat. I'm not kidding you. Uh, without thinking, Colin and I just got in front of Cat and we protected the lady. We thought, well, this is a manly thing to do. Because fists are flying and she's definitely going to get hit. Now, I thought it was a good idea and then I realised um, I'm very pretty and this, <laughs> this might mess a lot of castings up for the future. And I thought, I'm going to get hit. Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely going to get hit because the fists are so close to my face. You, you might as well just prepare yourself. And I did. I prepared myself. I'm going to get hit. It's going to happen. Any second now. <laughs> Here it comes. And I just thought, where are the bouncers in this place? Where are the staff? Who will rescue me? And that is when Hunter from the television series Gladiators... <laughs> appeared from nowhere and grabbed one of them and threw him out. He <laughs> grabbed the other one and threw him to the floor. And he turned to me and Colin and went, you guys all right? All right? I'm, <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> and honestly, if, if there was a better moment than that, I mean, my God, being rescued by Hunter from... A man that doesn't even exist. <laughs> a fictional character. All of a sudden, I'm in an aha video. This... <laughs> 
he rescued rescued me and I just felt so utterly amazing and there was only one thing that could better it he said two words after rescuing me two words and honestly Richard it was the the cherry on top of the I've been rescued by a gladiator cake Hunter just turned to us and went Jaeger bombs (laughs) damn right Jaeger bombs (laughs) Have you considered the possibility that you actually were punched in the face? And that oh. every. Well, no, not that. That's true. But, uh, but everything that happened from Hunter arriving is just the dream you're having as you're yeah, dying. And you're just about to die. This is all. You could have been punched in the face and be Because that doesn't sound like that could have really happened. It's, it, it's it like something really out of ashes ha- to ashes. All right, I'm telling you now. Because, you know, you, right, this is how life works for me, right? It's all shit. This was the greatest event. Wow, it couldn't get any better. This is fantastic. This proves that it's true, okay? Because <laughs> Hunter then turned to me and Colin and went, do you know what? I saw you guys in your show. You were great. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Hunter saved me. He, he quenched my thirst. And he loves me. This is too perfect. And that's when he turned to us and just went, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm up here doing a play myself. <laughs> you should come and see it. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing it with Abby Titmus. Yeah. Oh, I think he stayed, maybe he staged the whole thing as a publicity yeah. exercise <laughs> just to get you two there. They said we could get these two in. Yeah. This is a chance. You two We've do the fight. <laughs> Brilliant. Look, we're going to have a, in this show every day, hopefully, if this works, uh, I'm going to, uh, so uh, and the whole thing, I mean, yeah. Uh, we're going to do uh, show you uh, some, uh, this, uh, Michael is an established comedian. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <laughs> It's his big name that's got all these people into here today. But we're going to give this front row, front row brimming with people. But we also, I want to give like a showcase to uh, some of the newer comedians who are coming up. And there's loads of brilliant people uh, doing stuff. So to give you a five-minute taster of a show, Chip Off the Odd Block, will you please welcome and get off stage, Michael Legg, because it would be weird if we're still both here standing behind it. Will you please welcome the incredible Katie Wilkins. to be in Edinburgh I've been doing all touristy things I went on uh, I went on that ghost tour at Mary King's Close has anyone been did you like it no ah, not so more didn't like it that much right if you haven't been don't bother um because um I I was there I was disappointed there were no ghosts (laughs) even our tour guide was alive (laughs) although he was dressed in medieval clothing and he said hello I am from the 15th century Edinburgh I know nothing of your time. Now please turn off your mobile phones. (laughs) And he said that for legal reasons, we're allowed to take any photographs. And once we were down in the tunnels, if we used our phones or our cameras, the ghosts would make their displeasure felt. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm actually very impressed with ghosts that know their legal rights. Because I see living people struggle. Uh, so, does anyone watch The Big Questions with Nikki Campbell? No, right. Don't worry. It's, you've missed nothing. It's worse than a ghost tour. It, um, it, it doesn't live up to its name at all. They just sort of like discuss like the religious ethical issues of the day. And um, I was watching it like in a really rubbish way. I was watching it the other day, and the topic was, do pets go to heaven with us? <laughs> and he had this, they had this expert on, this like animal priestess expert, 
And Nikki Campbell goes to her, do wasps get in? <laughs> and she sort of looked like she started going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she sort of realised it sounded weird. So she went, yeah, they do, but I don't have all the details. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, you don't have any of the details. <laughs> this is nonsense. And I was watching it the other week, and Nikki Campbell was on there, and he was talking to three Muslim women in full hajibs. And he said to them, are you wearing that? because you're worried that I'll be attracted to you. <laughs> and they said yes. <laughs> and it just kind of made it sound like Nikki Campbell was the problem. <laughs> like, words got round, he's a bit of a sex predator. And that's why everyone in Islam has to cover up. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. I, uh, I, uh, I, I do some research into my family, right? And I found out that my dad is descended from a bunch of missionaries who were now atheists. And my mum is descended from an Irish Catholic family called the McGee clan. And the McGees were actually chucked out of Ireland in the 1600s for too much raping and pillaging and stealing sheep, because a little bit's fine. <laughs> Some people go too far. They were chucked out. They, they, honestly, this is true. They moved to Scotland in the 1600s, where they went on to form a successful wool merchants, presumably with some of the sheep. But it's sort of like thieves, missionaries, they say opposites attract. But it does mean that I'm descended from both zealous missionaries and rapey thugs. Which does at least go some way towards explaining why my internal monologues are so often confused. Because every time I meet a new person, I don't know whether to rape them or tell them about Jesus. <laughs> but it has given me some sympathy for the Catholic Church. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> a lot of Protestants in the house. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm, do I'm doing a show up here uh, called uh, A Chip Off the Odd Block, uh, where I essentially slate my parents for an hour, but in a really fun way. Because uh, like, my dad is a slightly odd guy, and I'm really worried that I'm turning into him. Um, like my dad's, um, he's quite shy, right? My dad's favorite method of communication is by email. Like If he can get out of talking to somebody, he will. And uh, like when I was, like, we've always had like dogs and cats, right? And um, we uh, we had this one dog, Wiley, that we rescued from uh, Basti Dog's home. And Wiley was a really lovely dog, but he was uh, scared of loud noises because he'd been mistreated and stuff. And I remember I came home from university uh, from for the Christmas holidays, and Wiley was asleep under the Christmas tree. And my brother and his friends were watching the film Beethoven on television. And Beethoven was being a genius and saving a little girl from drowning in a pool. And we looked at Wiley and we said, oh, Wiley, are you as clever as uh, Beethoven? Would you be able to save someone from a drowning, drowning in a pool? And uh, right at that moment, the doorbell rang. Wiley jumped up to run to the door, got entangled in the Christmas tree lights, pulled the Christmas tree over and dragged it across the room. <laughs> so initially, we felt we had to conclude that Wiley was not as clever as the fictional dog Beethoven. But then I thought about it later and I thought, maybe he's really clever and he's making a point about the over-commercialization of Christmas. <laughs> You don't want to judge too soon. Now, uh, recently, my dad had to give me and my brother the quite sad news that Wiley was going to have to be put down. My dad chose to email us. Like, I think some dads might have picked up the phone. And obviously, what my dad wanted to put was, this is very sad. It's probably going to be tomorrow if you want to come home. What my dad actually put in the email was, so if you would like to come home and say your final goodbyes, you have 24 hours. <laughs> I still can't work out if that makes the whole thing deadly sinister. 
are quite exciting. <laughs> My dad's been watching 24. He's gutted it's finished, but he's quite taken with the premise. He's just going to live out his twilight years as if he's just put everything on the clock. He's just retired. He hasn't got a lot on. He could probably do it. Um, uh, you've been very nice. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, my show's at 8 o'clock at the week. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Katie Wilkins, ladies and gentlemen, 8 o'clock at the Weeku. Very good show. Her boyfriend doesn't come out of it well. That's all I'm saying. But, um, uh, <laughs> but uh, right, we're going to do a competition to finish. Can we get, I need the house lights up uh, for, oh, Chris is going to There, so I can see people. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to play a game of true or false. We're going to whittle you down to two people and then do a competition with the last two people. Uh, so uh, we've got some free tickets to other shows. We've got tickets to tonight's showings of Dave Fulton uh, tonight at the Stand 5, 9.45, and Josh Howie tonight at Stand 5, 8.10. So you're going to get tickets for those. Uh, plus uh, £50 in cash. I might give the runner-up a copy of my DVD or something as well. I've got loads of stuff. Holy shit, where are you getting 50 quid? Out of my bro? fucking own pocket is £1 each. So you people at home, this is worth coming down because you could... So I need everyone to stand up. We've got uh, eight minutes to sort this out to see who's going to win actual hard cash. Uh, it's going to be slightly self-policing to begin with. So if you notice anyone uh, cheating on this, do shout them out. You're allowed to, for the next 10 minutes, if anyone's cheating, you're allowed to punch them in the face. That is the rule. <laughs> So do take advantage of that. Uh, you can't, legally can't be touched. What we'll ask you, we're going to make some statements. They'll either be true or false. If you think the statement is true, put your hands on your head, the seat of all truth. Uh, if you think they're false, you have to put your hands on your bottom, the seats of all falsehood. That is where, so, and then if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. We'll whittle you down to a couple, and then one of you will win big money. So do you have a statement, uh, Michael Legg, you would like to give to people? If you've thought of anything? Okay, now... It could be true or false. could be true or false, and okay? Our decision is final. Okay, here we go. Uh, during this Edinburgh Festival, I will be looking after Ian Rankin's cats. Is that true or false? <laughs> true, I had to put it true, bottom for false. Uh, no, you've kind of got to do both. Well, not, can't have one hand on each. Uh, and the answer to that is no changing. True. It's unbelievably true. <laughs> Sit down if it's false. If I kill one, will he figure out how I did? <laughs> that is pretty incredible. Uh, I, when I did a Edinburgh Fringe show a few years ago, uh, Les Dennis came to see me, the, the impressionist Les Dennis, and I broke off the show to ask Les Dennis. Uh, I said, could you do your Mavis Riley impression? And he said, no. And I said, that's right, you can't, can you? <laughs> is that true? Is that true? <laughs> did Les Dennis come and see me, true or false? Few people gone for true, mainly true, and it is true. So sit down, you false people. That didn't get rid of too many. Have you got another one, Michael? Um, uh, Can be about I, anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I have never seen Die Hard. True or false? false. I have seen it. I've seen Die Hard three with a vengeance and Die Hard four point zero. That's not the question. Uh, there's a change. The, what is the answer? False, of course I fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so how many are we how are we down to? We're down to we're down to four. Right, I'm gonna give you a tricky one. I on uh, last year I did Rasputin as my specialist subject on uh, Celebrity Mastermind. Uh, a question I got wrong was what uh, what city stands at the mouth of the River Weir? And I said Newcastle upon Tyne. That was my answer. Uh, but I did Rasputin and uh, I'm gonna ask you a question I know the answer to. Was Rasputin, Rasputin's, I can't say was, can I? Rasputin's phone number was 74747. 
Is that true or false? Couple of false, true, true, perfect, half and half. Uh, the answer is false. It was 64646, of course, you idiots. So you two gentlemen come forward. We'll do... Uh, you're going to be... Uh, you're very close. Come and stand. I mean, you can stand on the stage because we can move aside. Uh, so just, we need to think... Just move everyone in the Don't touch, row. don't knock that uh, very important piece of equipment there or we'll be in trouble. So uh, I was going to think we could do another true or false or we could ask you which... Um, which uh, puppet you would like most like to attack <laughs> or attack be attacked by? Should we do that? So yeah. it's a little so, and, and then you, the audience, can decide who you think is the winner. How about that for to, to wrap this up? And then we'll do about two minutes of chatting at the end to give us uh, the hour. Uh, so uh, we will. <laughs> do you think that's a fair question? Can you do that, fellas? Are you up for it? Yeah. The funniest one of the two of you will uh, win. Which puppet would you like to attack you, or in, and in what way? Zippy. Yeah. And he's going to zip my head in his face. Your head in his face. That's good. That's good. What's your name, by the way? It's Bob. Bob. That is Bob. And what's your name, sir? Dave. Dave. Bob versus Dave. And what uh, what puppet would you like to be attacked by? And why? Is it going to be a puppet or a cartoon character? Oh, do you can you can you know, free form. Oh, right. Um, Shaggy. Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah. And how would you like him to attack you? The obvious way. Bum. You'd like to be bum. <laughs> Shagged by Shaggy. <laughs> I think you may have lost. <laughs> Uh, I think we'll declare Dave the winner. Um, but uh, why don't we give... You can have some tickets to Josh Howie, who's fantastic. There's tickets to Dave Fulton. Uh, here's uh, Dave. I'll give you 50 quid out of my pocket. I'll put it somewhere. I'll put it somewhere safe. There you go, 50 quid out of my own pocket. Uh, and you can also have um, a copy of Hitler Moustache on DVD. Oh, there you go. Thank you very much. Give it up to our two finalists, Dave and Bob. So um, that's very good. Oh, it had to happen. Smashed the expensive piece of material. Oh no, it's stopped it's and everything. It's deleted yeah. everything. Luckily, hopefully, we got somewhere else as well. It literally has oh, smashed it to pieces. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Dave has smashed my Tascam digital recorder, which right. is a From the is top. a poor end. <laughs> hopefully, Chris has got everything going. Yeah, it's gone back to zero. Uh, that's that's not very good, is it? It should be able to. Should be able to take being knocked off a table, shouldn't it? That's what's the point in that? So either if you're listening to this at home, uh, the desk worked. If you're not listening to this at home, <laughs> Dave Owens. This, this was my fucking audition to be Andrew Collins' replacement, and you have fucked it up. Right, where's Josie Long? I'm gonna if you're listening to silence at home, then apologies. That is because... <laughs> but uh, it's a brilliant end to the show for me to... cost me 300 fucking quid. That's, there won't be any more cash prizes for the upcoming... Uh, you never know what... <laughs> it seems to still be working in some, some degree, but just uh, what's fallen off. Oh, that's not good, is it? The eye. <laughs> that's, that's not good. The wheel's fallen off it. Uh, it's the iPod little wheelie wheelie bit. Oh, well. I didn't, we're not going to do any more Collins and Aaron podcasts anyway, so that's what it was mainly for. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a bummer. Because we're going to do the Collins and Herring podcast next. Yeah. Uh, we're coming back as different... It's all been a ruse, that, that whole yeah. thing with Andrew Collins. It's all been a publicity stunt. It's yeah. like uh, throwing a pizza... I've only got a pizza, so he'd throw a pizza at me. 
That would have been better, wouldn't it, than getting I some smartery, stroppy twat to have an argument with me. City th <laughs> thro throwing a pizza at an 80-year-old man. It's <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> okay, we've forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> we liked it when it's Paul Daniels, when it's Rupert Murdoch. Think of all the terrible things that Paul Daniels has done. He deserves <laughs> that pizza in his eye. Poor old Rupert Murdoch. What did he ever do to her? And he, he got £15 pounds from the uh, court. That's what I know. That was my favourite bit. The uh, Johnny Marbles had to pay Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch £15. Pounds. The expenses. <laughs> and I hope Rupert Murdoch insisted on that. I need that money. Look, you've been fantastic. Thank you very much for coming. If you've been listening at home, uh, then uh, that's why you have to come and see it live because there's a good chance that expensive equipment <laughs> might get smashed by what I consider to be... I think you may have had a couple of drinks, Dave. I noticed that one of, one of, the, t one of the two of them had. I could, there was definitely some. Why not? It's Edinburgh Fringe. But that's the danger of drinking. Drinking and cooking. I've got 50 quid and I broke <laughs> <laughs> So come and see us. We're here every day, not tomorrow though. So when I say every day, don't take that literally. It's going to take me a day to it's fix it's that. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're back from uh, Friday uh, and then it'll be 2 20 if you want to come and see it live. And then hopefully, uh, if Orange Marks are on the job, and there is Orange Marks in the house, if anyone is a fan of the British Comedy Guide, give our Orange Mark a round of applause. Because um, I don't want to get him any more orange juice. So that's all you're getting this year. That's your round of... He has scurvy. Because uh, he, he uploads all our podcasts onto his website. And in return, me and Andrew Collins, and we're giving him two uh, 250 milliliter bottles of orange juice. <laughs> which is why it's called Orange Mark and why he has scurvy. Because it's been three years we've been doing those podcasts now. Uh, so thank you very much. Do come and tell all your friends about this. I'm in a show called What Is Love Anyway at uh, 8.50 at the uh, Cow Barn in uh, Bristow Square every day. And you're doing The Curse of Walter Raleigh for... 8.20 at the store. Hooray. Guthrie Street. You know that well-known... Yeah, that's a good one. Temporary accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> and with Andrew, Co uh, with Andrew Collins. Robin Inns. Uh, <laughs> I've got... I can't, I can't stop thinking about him. Well, he's just, you know, he goes off and works with whoever he can. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, don't know, I don't know where he'll be next. It's, it's a terrible to have a, such a whorish, whorish partner. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I love him. I do love him. Don't worry. It's a joke. Fucking cunt. Uh, so uh, uh, come and see uh, that. It'll be rubbish as well. But thank you very much. You've been uh, the, definitely the first audience of this show. <laughs> and you've been definitely the best so far. So uh, well done. There'll be an award at the end for the best audience. So you may be all turning up to pick that up. You never know. So keep the last day free. <laughs> That'd be quite a good trick to get people to come in. Again. There's a prize for the best <laughs> audience. All come along on the last day, on the last Monday when no one will fucking come. Uh, and you can pick it. Oh, no, you didn't win. It was the different audience Should one. They ever get to <laughs> all right, we've got to go. Thank you very much for having us. Cheers. Thank you to the stand. Come to the stand. It's amazing. Bye-bye. <laughs>